I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. I'd like to welcome my friend Jamie Barris. She is a certified life and relationship coach, a degreed fitness and wellness coach, author, and the host of the podcast Authentically Raw with Jamie Barris. You're going to really enjoy hearing Jamie's authentic and raw conversation about lessons that she's learned and transformations that she has gone through in her life. In part one, she talks about being a young mother and caring for her four children full time and feeling lonely depleted and exhausted. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Let's hear what she learned when she became a life coach about setting boundaries, dealing with shame, and self-love. So Jamie, why don't you go ahead and tell us about your story? Absolutely. Well, I'm Jamie Barris. I live in Michigan. I'm married and I have four kids. And for me, I felt like I've always kind of, you know, known my calling in life. My degree is in corporate fitness and wellness, and I've always been into the mind, body, spirit, you know, wellness. And starting out, I did a lot of training for corporations, like personal training, more on the physical side. And for years, I taught group fitness at the local gym and did some personal training. And it was after having two kids and being in the fitness industry for almost 15 years, I decided I just needed a change. And so I quit. And after that, I had two more kids <laughs> and I switched over to start writing fiction because I love to write. And it was something I could do during nap time or squeeze in here or there. As the years went by, I started to realize I started to lose touch with who I was. I missed the connection that I had with those people at the gym. Um, adults. <laughs> and I don't know if any moms that stayed at home, you know, relate to this at all. But when the kids were all little, it felt like I was never alone, but I was very lonely. Because even though we would meet up, say, you know, go to parks and, you know, do things with other moms and kids and get involved in things, there was that adult interaction or stimulation that was missing. And I just kept powering through though, you know, being a mom is number one thing. And as the years went on, I just felt further and further and further away from myself. I could tell that I was just starting to have really weak boundaries. And I turned into this people-pleasing kind of mom that, you know, I'm here at every beck and call. (laughs) And I really distanced me from me. And once I started that pattern, I felt pretty stuck. How do I get back? Who who am I even anymore? And it got to the point where I'll be honest, I was just kind of miserable inside. And then I would look at my life from the outside and think you have nothing to be miserable about. You're healthy, you've got this family. I'm not starving, I'm not homeless. You know, we start to compare ourselves to third world countries and and things, but it wasn't the outside stuff. It was the inside. And I didn't know how to find myself again. I dove into lots of self-help books, which I'd always been interested in. And after reading 
dozens and dozens and dozens. A lot of it was truly sinking in. And I knew I always had that caring and compassionate heart. Like I was that person that friends and family would come to. And at that point, I was not aware of the difference of supporting someone versus taking on everybody else's stuff as my own. (laughs) So yeah, you know, I turned into one of those auto advice giver type people that I have to solve your problems for you. I can't stand to see you suffer. You know, I'll fix what's going on in your life. And I just became very depleted because I thought, yeah, I am a selfish person if I'm not just diving in and fixing and rescuing you and and all that kind of stuff. So I became just depleted and exhausted and lost and hit kind of rock bottom. Yeah. A lot of us feel depleted and exhausted as full-time moms. We do so much to support everyone. And it's a process to learn the balance between nurturing others and self-care. Tell us more about what you learned. I struggled because I kept saying like, I need more. However, I was so just exhausted and worn down and I didn't even know what more was. My plate was too full, you know? So how could you want more? And then it started to really sink in. You need different. You're not a bad person for wanting something for yourself. You're doing, you know, more harm to the people around you by not going out and fulfilling, you know, whatever makes me feel good and alive and whole, because I could just tell I was pretty irritable. (laughs) And there was so many areas in my life I looked at that were not healthy. I mean, there were relationships that really, truly were not healthy. There were environments that weren't healthy. There were so many things, but I didn't know how to redirect myself. How do I change all this? And I'm looking outside of myself. And of course, I think a lot of people do this. Well, if this person changed, then my problem would go away. Or if this circumstance changed, then it would be better. Yeah, I think that's universal. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or once I get all kids in school, because my kids, you know, four of them, and there's a 12 year span. So when my oldest was a senior in high school, my youngest was a kindergartner. So those last few years of her being like three, four, and five, and I'm like, okay, once she gets in school, I'll do something for me. I'll get back into the career world because I know I need to work, things like that. But it was always, you know, something else would happen. Um, You know, we had a pandemic and there they all are home again, or someone was sick, or there was just always something. And I started, I could tell, I started to just get maybe the word cynical, you know, and, and again, I was focused on all of that outside stuff, but the more I kept going deeper into self-development, I started not only reading books, but I thought, okay, I need some therapy. There's a million courses out there. I'd love to take that. I've been looking at dive in, just take them. I could just see this shift. And I thought, okay, it's true what they say. It happens on the inside. And once we start to develop and heal and grow on the inside, that outside world just starts to resolve and transform on its own. So for several years, I, I started doing that. And I could just, just feel I'm growing. And I had been thinking about getting certified as a life coach 
pretty much from the time I stopped um, being a personal trainer and group exercise instructor. And I thought, oh, that's kind of one of those woo-woo careers. Who takes that serious? Why don't you just go be a therapist? So I looked into that and I thought, friends would always tell me, God, after I have lunch with you, I feel like I just went to a therapy session. And then I would think about it. Maybe I should just do it. You know, I've been thinking about it for how many years I would be a therapist by now. And I thought, again, I would keep looking into life coach certification. And finally, I thought, do it. Who cares if I ever want to actually have clients? But I would love to go through the process just to see. And within the first couple classes, I thought, oh my gosh, I should have done this over a decade ago. I loved it. Tell me more about that transformation that you went through. I could see myself growing, just going through the educational process. It just skyrocketed. And looking back, this is a tough one for me to even say out loud, but it was a reoccurring thought in my head that I finally don't have anymore. There was a time at my lowest low where I I, I said it right out loud. I'm ashamed of my mere existence. And that one hit hard, probably because I didn't know how I got there. I'd always had what I thought, you know, was a great relationship with myself. I was full of energy and love for other people. And I've always been a thoughtful and kind and giving person. And I could just feel over the years, my heart was getting hard. And I really had to stop and examine my life and ask myself some questions. And this is a lot of where my coaching, education, and certification was working. Not only was I being trained to help other people, but I thought, okay, (laughs) you need to coach yourself. (laughs) And so I thought everything I'm learning, I need to take myself as a client and apply it to me. And I started asking questions of whose shame is this? Where does this shame come from? These voices in your head that are so critical, whose voice is it? Where does it come from? And when I started answering these questions, I realized it wasn't me. It was outside stuff, (laughs) outside people, um, whether it was directly spoken words or indirectly spoken. You know, I thought in my mind, this is what they mean. They're always doing this. But again, everything was on them or this problem, everything outside of me. And it really started to click when I just approached everything as a relationship. Relationships and connection are deeply important to me. And I really had to look at my relationships in my life. And so many of them were extremely difficult. Some were pretty toxic. And I really had to examine, why am I holding on to this? You know, a lot of women deal with this, and I am too. We feel like letting people go is almost like a failure on our part. And I question, why am I trying so hard to make this relationship work? that is causing me so much 
inner turmoil and angst and anxiety in making me feel this shame and frustration. Like, what am I holding on to it for? And again, even that question, when I really started to examine it, I thought it's how I was raised. It was in society. It's just portrayed all around me. And the most important relationship that I have is the one with myself. And I am, I'm really disconnected with me. And that's why I can't feel this connection with other people because I'm not connecting with people that are in line with my values. So how am I going to do that? Yeah, that's a good question. What were some of the things that you became aware of as a life coach? What did you find out? That's interesting because I feel that my mindset was pretty healthy. (laughs) You know, in my college years and in my 20s and, you know, starting out as a young family. And, um, you know, where did you start to spiral down? I was just maturing and growing and I was staying tethered to, I think, just a way of life. Um, There's just seasons in life. And when I look back, I wasn't letting things come and go in and out of my life as they should be. Now that I know so much about what it is to be controlling, I looked at that and I thought, oh my gosh, I am really trying to control everything outside of me. Like if if there was conflict between two people, it made me so uncomfortable. It was my job to resolve that instead of just hands off, you know, let God do his thing or, you know, people are free to come and go. Um, So I know that contributed to a lot of it. So I do feel like I kept growing as a person. And then all of a sudden, it just, it was a lot of different factors at once that once I started to get stuck, I think obviously the growth stopped, but my mindset started to change because I felt so stuck and I felt really powerless, but I realize now I was handing my power away. That's not an outside problem. But I made it an outside problem by then overgiving, overdoing, overfunctioning. It's an inside problem. And it is going in and asking myself, well, what is that? And what did you find out? Once I dove in deep and after hitting rock bottom of, okay, I'm just ashamed of my mere existence, I really had to analyze, well, what exactly are you ashamed of? I started doing all this work and I looked at everything as a relationship. And I started to really have my eyes opened that I was trying to fill a void in me through other people. And being at home with four kids, feeling worthless. I've always been very ambitious and entrepreneurial and all of these things. And I wasn't giving that to myself. So I felt worthless. I felt like I was never enough, even though I was exhausting myself doing, 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 but I was doing all the wrong things. It wasn't anything that fulfilled me. Not that I was conscious of these things. Now I am and I can catch myself, but then I, I didn't value myself. I didn't feel worthy. I didn't feel like I was enough. Like I wasn't contributing all of these things that subconsciously was up there. And it did really affect my mindset. 
and obviously wasn't serving me and it wasn't serving the people around me. And I'm trying to fill a void in me through other people, but I am a kind and a giving and a, you know, a thoughtful person that I really do feel enjoyment being there for other people. I love empowering people. I love helping people, but I had no balance. And I laugh now because that is a huge thing, a huge topic out there right now is is the balance thing. And you know what? I am a giver, but I don't need to be an overgiver. I can find balance and I will. It's going to be challenging because I'm so used to overgiving and my family's used to me overgiving. And sometimes, yeah, I don't mind. And it comes from a loving place. But I noticed sometimes I'm resentful. Yeah, I can understand that. And then sometimes the resentment starts to really build up. Mm -hmm. We can all look at our life and see resentful, bitter people. The stereotype is, you know, the old resentful woman or whatever. But I started to picture myself as that, like, is that who you really want to be? And it is within my power. I don't have to be it. And the more I really started to think about resent, and I this just helps me and maybe this will help other people, but I, I know now that resent and silence go together because every time I didn't speak my truth, I kept silent and I did things that I truly just either didn't want to do or... I was so depleted. It's like, oh my gosh, listen to your body. You know, your body, everything is telling you no, and you just keep saying yes. Well, I'm not speaking up. I'm keeping silent. So I am showing up, doing things I don't want to do that I don't need to. Um, There are things in life, you know, we just need to, you know, just go do. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when I was putting myself in environments and in places and in conversations that, you know, no, they they didn't align with my values. I didn't feel good when I left these places. I didn't speak up though. So I was getting resentful at so many things and so many people, but I was keeping silent from square one. Wow, this was just awesome to hear Jamie talk about how she learned things that she could do in her own life to take care of herself and about insights that she gained. Stay tuned for part two. We're going to hear more about the transformations that Jamie went through and about more of the things that she learned from life coaching in her own life. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.